Hello, hey, it's Dave, and thanks for uh, checking out the podcast, Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. Uh, we're still continuing on our series about drinking and basically relating to people who don't seem to have a problem, didn't expect to have a problem, don't look or act like they have a problem, but they have struggled with trying to figure out, am I drinking too much? What do I do to stop? Or here's what I did to stop. Today, we're going to talk to somebody who's a little bit different. Their perspective is not about their own drinking. It is about their mother's drinking. And this is something that we all know affects people so much. If somebody in your family or your parent or your sister or your spouse or probably even your kid has a drinking problem. Um, uh, Carson knew somebody in his circle of friends, and I don't know many of the details because Carson, you know, being a teenage kid, he's now, well, he's not a teenager teenager anymore, but he was. They're very secretive. Uh, But apparently one of his circle of friends was drinking a lot to the point where it affected his friendship with everybody else. And this was just a kid, obviously not even legal age to drink. But hey, that never stopped me. (laughs) I tell people, I think I drank more at 14 years old or 15 years old than I ever did as an adult. Today, we're going to talk to Hannah, pre-recorded at an earlier time. And Hannah is talking about her mother drinking this week on Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. Let's get started. We'll move right into the interview with Hannah. Hannah is 23 years old. Uh, you sold. You said that a little while ago. And uh, I want to know, Hannah, to start off, when did you start noticing it? What age did you notice? And what did you see when your mother used to drink too much? Well... I'd say, I mean, I really started to realize it was an issue probably when I was like 13 or 14. Okay. But there was other things that happened beforehand too that um, I didn't really know that it was an issue. But looking back on it, it's like, oh, those were kind of some red flags, definitely. But you were so young. I mean, if you're seven or eight years old, you don't know what's normal until maybe you get a little bit older. Yeah. What kind of things did you see? Let's start anywhere you want to. What kind of things did you see and how did it affect you? Like little 13-year-old, 14-year-old Hannah, what did you see and what what did you experience? Well, I'll go back even a little bit farther. Um, it was something a little bit bigger. Um, I was eight or nine years old and I was sick one day and I asked my mom if she could go get me some ginger ale because I was having a stomach issue or whatever. Yeah. Um, she left and then my grandma, who we all lived with, got a phone call. Mom's been arrested with a DWI. Oh my gosh. Um, Wow. And at eight years old, I was thinking, man, if I just wouldn't have been sick and I wouldn't have asked her to go get the, the ginger ale for me, this wouldn't happen. And mom would be home and we'd be snuggling and, you know, I felt really bad about that. Now I know that that's obviously not my fault at all, but try telling that to an eight-year-old But an eight-year-old, was, sure, you felt guilty, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, she ended up, I believe she was only supposed to be in jail for about four days, but she ended up being in there for, I want to say like a week or maybe even two weeks. Wow, why so long? Um, I honestly don't know. Um, I know that she had another prior incident okay so i'm not sure if it was because this was like the second time it happened and i think it was within like two years um and i and this time i believe she was driving in my grandma's car 
So my poor grandma had to then drive around with the whiskey plates on her car. Oh, my gosh. And you can bet she was not happy. <laughs> and she was quite embarrassed having to go to work every day and have these whiskey plates on her car. When when your mom, at, at eight years old, she probably didn't try to explain herself or make excuses because you just kind of like you didn't know and you kind of blamed it on yourself. Um, does your... Does you, let me ask you this one. It's kind of like out of context here, but does your mom still drink? Is she still drinking like regularly? Yeah. So yep. it's it's been your whole life, basically yeah, your your whole yep. life. Okay. Yeah. Um, when you would see this when you were old enough to understand, did you ever try to say anything? Did you ever say to say, like, or what did you do when you were fourteen or fifteen? What did you do when you saw your mom drinking, and how did you ma- it make you feel? Um, it made me feel like annoyed you know i know kids are always kind of annoyed with their parents at that age anyway but um at this point i had moved in with my dad unrelated to my mom okay. mom's issues she would come and visit and if my dad had beer in the fridge she would drink it all and then they'd go get more and she would drink more and so it kind of felt like is mom only coming over to visit because she can drink without my grandma seeing it um and that also was just like a hard thing to think about too. She's already kind of a sensitive person and emotional person, but when she drinks that becomes heightened. Okay. Um, and she's very like, if we, we all kind of joke around with each other and kind of poke at each other and we can't do that really with her. Cause she would just be so um, offended and kind of just throw a little tantrum almost like it, it's like she's very childlike when she's drinking. Isn't it funny how people become different persons, uh, you know, and everybody varies. We've talked about this yeah. before, you know, some people get sleepy. I get sleepy. Um, yeah. Some people get mean. Some people get loud and almost kind of funny, but then it's kind of not funny because it's like they can't stop it. But the one thing that I've noticed about a drunk is you can't sober them up by talking to them. In yep. other words, if somebody's drunk, you can't reason with them and say, you're drunk, you need to sit down, or mom, you're only being so sensitive because you're drunk, because you cannot reason with a drunk, because I think a lot of the time, they don't really know that they're drunk. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. is that kind of fair to say? They don't want to admit that they're drunk, because they it happens so commonly with them that maybe they think they don't, they aren't drunk. Yeah, I'm sure the tolerance builds up, and they probably just don't realize it. Um, when you talked about being annoyed, I've seen this in my extended family. I know somebody who was younger, had a mom who would drink, and didn't realize they were drunk, and then the the son would watch and basically just get annoyed and get upset And the son got to the point where they couldn't have really friends come over because they would say, is your mom drunk? And who wants to have a friend come over and have your friend, like, see your mom drunk? Right. And and so, and then Susan, you know, her parents are both gone now, but they, that's what Susan dealt with when she was young. She couldn't have friends come over. And I hear her stories of when she was a kid, she didn't have sleepovers. She didn't have a lot of friends um, because her mom and dad were both drunks. And they were good people as they got older. I mean, I knew them for like the last 30 years of their lives and they're good people, but Mm -hmm. they, they ruined a lot of her childhood. And I remember one time Susan had a date with a very popular boy at school and uh, he took her out and he brought her home kind of late. Susan's dad met them on the front porch in his underwear, holding a rifle. Oh my goodness. Now, can you imagine 
how this boy, probably 16 or 17 years old, is like, I ain't ever fucking coming over here again. This is crazy. Yeah, definitely and how, not. how mortified Susan would have been and how annoyed and embarrassed she would have been and how mad she would have been at her dad. And I will tell you something, that has affected, he's gone now, he died a year ago, but that affected the way she felt about her dad her entire life. They loved each other, but she didn't have that deep, like, wow, I love my dad love. And it's kind of sad. Has it affected the way you feel about your mom? Or do you still have great, lovely, wonderful daughter, unicorn rainbow moments? Or how does that, how has that gone? (laughs) Um, It definitely has. And that's something I wanted to speak about too, being an adult and kind of seeing how she's still going through the same patterns and it's not really gotten better. Um, She still will come to my house and, and drink. And even last week she was here and she said, she texted one of her friends and said, can't wait to drink some beer with my daughter. Mm. And it was like, mom, like, really? Like, I, are you just here to drink or do you want to spend time with me? And I'm sure it's both. But the way it came off, it was very just icky to me. Um, and I, we do still have some really amazing moments. We did a, a paint class the other day and it was so much fun. And I, I love my mom so much and I'm not here to talk crap about her or anything sure, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just difficult. I mean, it's, I, when she starts drinking, I, I get short with her because it's just, I don't want to be around it really. You I love her, her when, I don't want to cut you off, but you love her oh, when fine. she's sober and then mm-hmm. she picks up the glass of what is her drink of choice? Is it wine? Is it? It's it's beer. It's, it's like beer. Okay. McGolden Light is the typical, but really anything. Okay, so you love her all the time, of course. But when she picks yeah. up that first McGolden Light and you hear that bottle open, you're like, ah, shit, here we go. Yeah. Okay. Yep, and gotcha. it's just it makes me feel so bad because like my grandma tells me about the relationship she had with her mom, and so she would always want to pick up the phone and call her mom. And she would do anything to talk to her mom again. And it's like, I just, I don't, whenever something's happening, I'm not like, oh, I got to call my mom. You know, I just, I don't have that type of relationship. And I feel guilty about that because my friends love their mom so much. And again, I love my mom so much, but it just doesn't feel like it's the same as everybody else's relationship. And would you attribute that, would you attribute that mostly to the alcohol? Because let's, you would. Okay. I was going to say, because some moms and daughters are like your grandma and her mother. And I think that's so sweet. It almost makes me tear up that your grandma loved her mom so much. Your grandma's still around, right? Yep. Yeah. That she loved her mom so much that she had to call her. And I know I've had friends that their wives call their mom every day and it's like they'll talk on the phone for two hours a day and I'm like what do you talk about I can't even imagine (laughs) so you feel that alcohol has kept you from having that relationship with your mom yeah yep it's just I don't I don't know what I feel like she comes up and like I said she comes to my house and she drinks and sometimes it feels like that's the reason she's coming here and it's like man (laughs) that's just not cool no I I totally get that what about what about efforts to stop. Everybody has a different experience. And uh, I think one of the things that we do with this podcast that I'm really happy with is that people see their own story in your story or in Jess's story or Kelly's story or Jamie's story. Um, What about, has has your mom ever said, that's it, I'm done, that last DUI or when I tripped and fell down the stairs and, and broke my ankle, that's it. Has your mom ever said, I'm done or made the effort to quit? 
Um, yeah, actually, um, it, I don't know if it was 2020 or 21. These last two years have kind of blended together. Yeah, sure. Um, she had a, a knee surgery, a knee replacement, actually. Um, she had to get sober f- uh, leading up to the surgery and for some of the post-op, you know, recovery type stuff. Okay. And she did. And it was amazing. I was like, wow, like, I love being around you. And I was like, this is so cool. Um, she was just happy and not self-depreciate. Uh, what is that word? Self- Self-deprecating. Deprecating, yeah. yeah. Um, very positive, you know, just a, awesome to be around. Um, and then a couple months after, I mean, it just kind of started up again. And I, I don't really know why or what what really caused that. Or if it was just like um, a slip up one day and... I'm sure she felt very, very bad about that. She's very hard on herself. Mm. And I'm sure she was like, well, I fucked that up. You know, yeah. I'm going to drink another one because I feel like shit. You know, that's that's in my mind what probably happened with that. You know, I think that's um, it's so common with people that I've talked to. It's like, yeah, you know what? I'm done. I feel so good. I got a friend right now who's going through this. She drinks beer. And she's a lot like you and your situation, but she's the mother in this situation. She's got a daughter that's about 13 and the mm-hmm. daughter is lovely and they love each other so much. And they're, they just have each other. They have, you know, they're, she has a dad, but she, they're divorced. So it's, there's just the two of them. And, um, uh, they, uh, she doesn't like to drink around her daughter. So she tries to quit, but then she does again and her daughter gets pissed and gets annoyed and like you said kids at that age 13 14 they're annoyed at anything you do anyway Um, uh, and she really tries hard to stop and she'll stop like right now I talked to her earlier today and she says she hasn't had a drink in like two weeks or something but I know and, and and this is not to not have faith in her but she's done this before I know that the odds of her not drinking again or keeping her drinking under control are pretty slim did you ever talk to your mom about the way that it made you feel? Did you ever, because some people do, and some people look the other way and sweep it under the rug, and they pretend that everything's okay? Um, Not any any notable conversation okay. that I can remember. I've always been somebody who doesn't want to hurt anybody's feelings, um, and I knew that that would just be a very tough conversation to have. Uh, my younger brother actually approached me a year or so ago, and he's like, should we have an intervention for mom? And even then I was like, no, 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 like, I don't want to open that can of worms, you know, like, I, I would, I want to hurt her feelings. Like, she would feel like we're all ganging up against her. Yep. Uh, but nothing good happens in comfort, you know? You have to have those uncomfortable conversations to make a change. That's a, that's a really good point. And you know what? You're right. I think that that's interesting. And I would like to talk to if if, if you have an experience uh, with, and when I say you, if you're listening to this podcast right now, what was your experience when you confronted somebody about their drinking? Send me a quick email and let me know what your experience was when you confronted somebody about their drinking. Because my experience with one of the uh, the people in my life that had or still has a big drinking problem was, I don't have a problem. I don't need to quit. And if they ever did admit it, they would just want to cut down. And they'd be like, oh, cut down, so I'll only drink on the weekends. And um, everybody has a different response. Your mom's response, you don't really get a response from your mom because you never really talked to her about it because you were worried that you would hurt her feelings. 
Yeah, and I feel like if I did talk to her about it, her response w- would probably just be that she doesn't think it's an issue because wow. it's just been it's been the norm for so long. But I guess I I can't speak for her. I don't know, but that's my guess. Does she have any health problems because of her drinking? Um, not because of her drinking. Um, she does have an autoimmune disorder, rheumatoid arthritis. Okay, it's um. She has flare-ups in her hands, her knees, all of her joints. You know, it's it's very, very rough disease. And I feel like that might be a part of the reason why she drinks so much uh-huh. as like a, a pain pain relief type situation. Yeah. Um, I And I guess I can't blame her because a lot of autoimmune disorders, they don't, in chronic pain, they don't have a good cure for them. But, yeah, I think that would probably be one of the main reasons that she does drink so much. And people will say, you know, it's interesting that that is, and, and, and that possibly is a justification to drink. And I know a lot of people drink literally to forget the pain or anxiety or whatever in their life. There was a line in The Simpsons years ago where Homer Simpson said, sweet liquor helps numb the pain. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. wow, sweet liquor does help numb the pain. But it's a really kind of a bad way to numb the pain because three hours mm-hmm. later, you wake up and you sober up and you feel like shit. And um, uh, it, you know, it's a great temporary fix. It's a great sleep aid, but it, it doesn't really take care of things. Let me ask you about you, um, Hannah, if I yeah. may. Has your mom's drinking had an effect on your attitude toward your drinking? Um, I, yes and no. Okay. Um, I definitely do. Both of my parents have actually struggled with addiction. Um, so I'm very careful around any, anything really that could, could lead me down that path. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, am 20 almost 23 now so i mean i definitely drink with my friends i have wine with my boyfriend you know occasionally after work but it's really been more like this podcast kind of opening the conversation between him and i um saying wow like we don't have an issue but like our one glass a night could easily turn into two glasses four glasses bottle you know so that's really been um an eye opener for us and then the fact that you know my mom has this issue. So I am very, um, conscious about it. Um, I just, I don't think I have an issue with it or I don't have an issue with it. Um, but I'm very, very conscious about it and making sure that I don't ever get to the point that she's at because in the future I'd like to have kids someday and I want to have a better relationship with my daughter or my son than I am currently having with my mom right now. I don't ever want to get to that point where my kids don't want to be around me. You know, I I love my mom so much, and I can say that so many times, but it is really tough to be around her sometimes when she's drinking, and I just don't want to have that continue. So I am I'm very conscious, sorry, <laughs> um, very conscious about making sure that I don't uh, develop an issue. I didn't want to interrupt you at all when you were talking because I can tell that was an emotional moment for you. And I think that is probably a driver for a lot of people who have seen something happen that they don't want to have happen in their life. And here was, you know, you grew up with a mother who drank too much and you love her so much, but you wanted her to be a different mother than a, than a mother who drank. And you want to, you don't want that to happen to you. 
I think we all learned something like that. My lesson in life with uh, not with alcohol was my dad was very distant and he was a good dad and he took me camping and he was a Boy Scout leader and he took me hunting and we shot guns and and he was kind, but he was not loving in any way. There were no hugs. There were no I love yous. There were never an I'm proud of you. So me, the way I raise my kids is kind of like what you're worried about when you have kids. You want to be very careful that you don't become that person because you know how painful it was. And mm-hmm. I think that I think that's a, one of the great things that our parents teach us, even if they're not trying to teach us that, <laughs> is you don't want to become this. So learn not to become this from me. But isn't it funny, Hannah, totally unrelated, how so many people actually do turn out to be a lot like their mom. Yeah. And, and I know somebody right now, her mom is just always a victim, always, the world is always against her, everything's always wrong, and now this woman, who's probably 40 or so, she is definitely turning into that person, and I told her, I said, you're turning into your mom, and she's like, oh my oh. God, don't say that, and I'm like, no. Nope, yeah, I'm sure she loved hearing that. <laughs> well, she is, it's like, you're turning into your mom, and I kind of joke about it, but at the same time, it's like, no, stop being so negative. So I admire you for having those thoughts and saying, I don't want to turn into my mom. Um, uh, I want to give you one more chance here um, uh, to, to say, is there any advice or what would you say to somebody who's listening who that might help with their mom drinks a lot or their dad drinks a lot or heck, even their partner or spouse drinks a lot, but maybe you're going to, maybe you want to talk about specifically mom. Let's say that Carol Ann who lives in Cottage Grove is listening right now and Carol Ann is 24 years old, and her mom is always drinking. What do you tell somebody like that? Is there anything you can share? Um, you know, I would try to just give your parent or your mom grace. And it's a lot easier said than done. But they're obviously struggling. And I know it sucks, and this is what you're dealing with right now. But they're struggling. At the end of the day, you know, addiction is a disease. Nobody wants to have this happen, but once it does, it's very hard to get out of it. Um, but then also try to have that open conversation and those hard conversations that I have yet to do, because I feel like once you open that door, things could get better. Um, and I should take my own advice on that one. (laughs) You know, I admire your honesty though, because you are, and I love this about this conversation, you're saying I'm flawed too in that I know I should do this, but I can't bring myself to do it. Do you know how many people go through that every single day? I should speak up to my boss and tell her that I'm not going to let her treat me that way. I should, but I don't. I should speak up to my husband and let him know that I will not put up with that anymore, but I don't. So you are human like everybody else. And don't we admire the people that when somebody gets in their face and, and pisses them off, they are right back in your face. It's like, what did you say to me? What did you say? <laughs> yeah. What did you, you aren't like that, are you? Not really. I yeah. mean, sometimes I'll, I'll snap back, but very more often than not, 
no. (laughs) You know what? I'm the same way. I'm like, okay. I mean, there are people that work sometimes who just get on my every last nerve and I just drop it. I just drop it because I don't want, but, but then watch out for people like us because when we're pissed off, back the fuck up because that's right. am I, am I right? right. Cause, cause here yep. it comes and you're, and people are surprised because it's like, wow, I thought Dave was kind of a pussy and now here he is like in my <laughs> face and he's not letting me get away with this shit. Um, yeah. what would you tell last thing I want to ask you? Yeah. And thanks for spending so long. What would you tell a mom who has a kid that's 13 or 14 or 28 and the mom is drinking too much? What do you want that mom to hear that you wish that your mom would hear that you don't want to say to your mom? What do you want? What do you want to say to that mom? I would just say, you know, really think about how this affects your kid in the now and in the long term and how what a stake that it drives between the relationship. You know, you could be having so much more fun and so much less stress and anxiety if you could just figure this issue out, you know, um, that wasn't a very elegant way to put it, no, I guess. But, but, um, but, but I think it is. I think it's, I think it's absolutely true. Think about how your life will be better. And you know, it's easy for me and you to say, well, just, I mean, just come on, mom, you're pissing your daughter yeah. off. Just quit. Just quit. It's well, easy, but, but, it's but it's not, but it's yeah. not, but don't forget it is possible because we all yeah. know somebody who used to be a big drinker and they don't drink anymore. We mm-hmm. all know somebody who's like, yeah, I used to be, you know, they're still an alcoholic all their lives, I guess. They're like, I go to AA or I quit cold turkey or I just stopped or I now got it under control. So I don't want people to ever listen to this and think, oh, well, it's really impossible to stop drinking. It's rough, mm-hmm. but it's far from impossible. I think sometimes we trick ourselves into thinking it's impossible. So we really don't try that hard. So, yeah. Yep, hey. and it's just just like um, find things to kind of distract yourself from it. I think you've talked about that in one of the past episodes, but find a hobby or something that maybe you could do with the kid, you know, a sober activity um, that could distract you and then help build that relationship with your child. Um, I mean, that sounds like a good idea to me, you know, I, I'm not sure. But well, that's what, no, that's what Jessica said, that Jessica is an expert. And you remember Jessica's podcast a week or two ago mm-hmm. where Jessica said, hey, there's different things that you can do. Uh, number one, distract yourself and the urge will go away after a little while. Then it comes back and then distract yourself again. You know, go dance, go work out, go uh, play an instrument, go put a puzzle together, play on your phone and the urge will go away. And then she also said, um, if you fail, that's okay. Start mm-hmm. over again. Uh, Jessica gave us an email, and I'm not sure if um, you know if you want to, if, if not you, but possibly you, but you listening <laughs> to the podcast. If you are listening and you're going, hey, I'd love to get a hold of Jessica. She is a licensed drug and alcohol counselor, and her email is Jessica dot Alvarez L A D C at gmail dot com. And I'll say it for you again. And she welcomes emails, and she's like, hey, reach out. I can at least point you in the right direction. Jessica.Alvarez, A-L-V-A-R-E-Z-L-A-D-C at gmail.com. Hannah, thanks so much for being on. I really appreciate it. And just, you know, again, letting people know that they're not alone and that this is way more common than people think. And don't be ashamed, and don't you don't have to keep it secret, and, you know, it, because... I think a lot of people are helped by this podcast and just hearing that other people have similar stories. So thank you, Hannah. 
Absolutely, David. I mean, I wish I was talking about a lighter subject with you here, but I think you're doing a great thing with this series and really, really helping people out a lot. So, I mean, that's just awesome. Well, next time we're going to talk about your favorite fast food burger. So perfect. And then, the and then, Culver's butter burger. It's you know amazing. What? It really, it really can't be beat. There's just no other fast food burger that can compete. I mean, I love the quarter pounder with cheese because it's just so consistent and it's fast. But come on, it's never going to touch the Butterburger. I mean, come <laughs> on. Of course, what I want you to do is send me an email with your favorite fast food hamburger. That is to Dave Ryan at kdwb.com. Uh, better yet, send a gift card for your favorite fast food hamburger. Um, I'm kidding, unless, of course, you want to. Uh, I would love to get more uh, stories from you if you have a story. And there are some that I haven't gotten back to yet. So if you send in a story and you're going, Dave, for example, there's a guy named Kyle who is a counselor, and I have not gotten back to Kyle yet. And that is just a matter of sloppy um, sloppy habits. So uh, sometimes that email gets a little bit backed up, but I do appreciate the emails. And if you have a story that you want to share on this podcast, whether it's about you or your kid or your partner, anybody, anything that, you're, that you want to add and say, you know what? I have a story. A lot of people do because I would love to hear from you and let people hear your story. Um, listen, hey, reminder, the podcast is all based on the book, Take a Shower, Show Up on Time and Don't Steal Anything, which has really not a lot to do with alcohol. We talk about cigarettes in the podcast and, and how cigarettes are delicious, <laughs> but they're so bad for you. So uh, the book, like I said, it is based on the book, but we're going a little bit of a tangent, a little fork in the road. Uh, Love to hear from you, Dave Ryan at kdwb.com. And thanks for listening.